Welcome to This One Thing with Carrie Kenyon Dern. One verse, one truth, one choice. Welcome, everyone. Welcome once again to another episode of This One Thing. And this is Melina Puente, and with me is Crystal Wright. Hi, Crystal. Hi, Melina. So Crystal and I are back again, and we are jumping into the New Testament today. And we are going to be looking at the truth and a choice for Acts 16, verse 25. And I'm going to go ahead and read that verse, Crystal, and do a little context with that. And then we will jump into the truth and the choice. The verse Acts 16, 25. Around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening. And here we find Paul and his friend Silas in jail. So as chapter 16 starts, it's the kickoff for their second missionary journey. And it goes through this the chapter of each city he keeps coming to and coming to, operating in obedience, going where the Holy Spirit is leading him. And he has that vision in verse 9, where he feels called to Macedonia. And so he and Silas head that direction. As they're there, they encounter a group where a woman by the name of Lydia is. Lydia becomes also a believer, and she is baptized. And so she becomes part of the followers of Jesus that's in that area. And then it quickly, from there, Paul and Silas are heading over to a place of prayer. And in that place of prayer, they encounter says a slave girl who is demon-possessed, and she continues to follow Paul and Silas and basically says, these men are servants of the Most High God, and they have come here to tell you how to be saved. This goes on for a few days until Paul is like, enough. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm just imagining how exasperating that is to have this person following them, kind of repeating this over and over as they're trying to minister. And so when he says to her and commands the evil spirit that's in her to leave her, it does. And then ensues much chaos. (laughs) The master of the slave girl is upset. The people in the community are upset that the things that they're doing are just upsetting what is normal around the area. I love the verse where it says, a mob quickly formed. (laughs) And I was like, whoa, here he is making impact and doing what he's supposed to be doing, what God's called him to do. And after this incident with the slave girl, the crowd quickly turns. Well, and they were angry at him, not because he had set her free, but because they made money off of this demonic spirit, because she could, it says that she could predict the future. Yes. And so they were making all this money off of her. So their intentions are evil and corrupt from the beginning, and... Paul and Silas, through the power of the Holy Spirit, interrupted their plans. And that's really what made them angry. It wasn't even that they were necessarily preaching a different message. It was literally as base as you just interfered with our ability to make a lot of money off of this poor, possessed woman. Yes, yes. And so, hence, they are taken, they're beaten, they're thrown in jail. And we find them in verse 25, praying and singing hymns to God, which doesn't seem like 
the posture anyone would have while they're in prison, but Paul and Silas are really operating in the power of the Spirit and trusting God in that place. And so, Crystal, you want to share the truth for that verse? The truth that hit home for me is that when we decide to follow Jesus, our life circumstances now take a back seat to our life purpose, which is to bring glory to God in any circumstance. And I think that's what we're getting to watch in this story with Paul and Silas is them living out that truth that no matter what's happening, that's always going to be secondary to our identity and our calling now as followers of Jesus to constantly proclaim and give glory to God and to give glory to Christ. And so that's what they were consistently doing up until the point of becoming arrested. (laughs) And that purpose didn't change even though their circumstances did. So their circumstances are now there in this inner cell within this prison that's being guarded. And yet they know who they are and who they belong to and that their purpose is constantly to give glory back to God and to seek him. And that's what I saw just in their worship, but also in prayer, that constant seeking and trust of the fact that God was aware of their circumstances, aware of their need. And I think if we jump even a little bit further down in the story, You know, God does miraculously send an earthquake, basically, that opened up all the prison doors, shook the chains off of everybody, and um, instead of moving into a new circumstance, which is, oh, now we're free. Thank you, God. You released us from (laughs) being stuck here in prison. They knew what the Holy Spirit was doing in that moment was actually even greater than them just being released Mm -hmm. to go be free and to, to walk around as free men, they stayed in order that the jailer, the very person that was guarding them, had a chance at life because he was getting ready to kill himself thinking all the prisoners are going to have escaped and you know I'm going to be probably in serious trouble, maybe put to death. I don't know what he thought the penalty for that might be, but he's getting ready to kill himself and you know Paul and Silas because they were in line with the Holy Spirit and they knew that their purpose was the glory of God and not their circumstances, mm-hmm. were actually able to tell him, wait, wait, do no harm to yourself. We're all here. Which I also found really interesting because in our verse of the week, it said that as they were singing and praying to God, the other per- prisoners were listening to them. And then we jumped down later in the story, all the prisoners doors were opened and chains fell off and yet none of them left either Mm. and it doesn't give an explanation to us why none of them you know hit the road running when they could but i have to believe just from how the story is being told it's because they were hearing and being influenced by the power of the spirit through paul and silas's worship and prayer and they themselves also chose to stay and out of that came a whole household that was able to put their faith yes. and their trust in Christ. And I think that that's just a good reminder for me that the underlying truth always needs to be what is my purpose and not what is my circumstances. And if I get those backwards, 
I'm probably going to get myself really off track from what the Holy Spirit is wanting to do or what the will of God is in my life or whatever hope or promise of salvation that I may be able to give away to others. I'm, I'm going to lose sight of that if circumstances come before my purpose. Yeah. Crystal, my truth is just right on with yours. It's that we're exactly where we need to be. And if we are operating in the fullness of our gifts and the power of the Spirit, and we're humbly obeying the things that we need to be about for the Lord, whether in our job or with our families, even choices we make as individuals, if we're right on track with that, again, like you said, our circumstances, what might happen, what might pop up, isn't the priority. Mm -hmm. It's, am I staying in line with who I am? Who do I belong to? Do I trust that God will protect me and provide a solution for the, mm -hmm. the circumstance I'm in? I think the part that I forget that we are witnesses mm -hmm. to so many. Yeah. And if I get caught up in looking at myself and my circumstances, I forget that there are people in my life, uh, whether it's at work or my family and friends or people just out on the street, like they respond to the way we act. A smile goes a long way in the story. You just don't even realize sometimes. And recognizing that they were singing songs and praying. And I think I mentioned in our last podcast how God's been really highlighting singing for me and just mm -hmm. that being on the front line like it was in that Old Testament. You know, the warriors were right there, but the, the fighters were behind the worshipers and the singers were going out first and praising God. And that's the part for me that struck me with what's true is they still sat in that prison cell and didn't stop what they were doing. They didn't stop mm -hmm. trusting God. They continued to pray and they continued to sing. And the witness that was to those people, which I think touches on what you said, it didn't say anybody else left. Yeah. Like how much that impacted everybody that was in there. I don't want to forget that my life is a witness, whether I realize it or not. Mm -hmm. How about a choice, Crystal? I think sometimes when I am reading scripture, it can almost be easy to put the apostles almost on a near perfection uh, standard, which is not true. Actually, Paul was quite irritated when he was casting out the demon. He wasn't didn't say he was overcome by love and he cast this demon out of this young woman. Like he says he was annoyed yeah. <laughs> and he did it. Yeah. And God still worked through that and still accomplished his purpose. And so I think that when I read stories like these, sometimes I ask myself, could I be as faith-filled as that? Could I be as courageous mm -hmm. as that? And I forget sometimes that we're, we're getting the highlight reel of the apostles' lives, and we're getting to see these amazing moments of faith and obedience, and they just got beat up um, and thrown in what I imagine to be not that luxurious of a prison. And we get to see that moment of them still, just the purity of their worship. Uh, but I imagine that if we were traveling with them, we would also see when they were tired and crabby and when they, you know, snapped at each other out of irritation or they, you know, whatever, like us, the, the sin and the brokenness in us that they had as well. And so, and even the book of Acts, when I was studying, just preparing for this podcast, 
some older translations will call the book of Acts the Acts of the Apostles because we're getting all these highlights mm -hmm. of the movement of God as the church is spreading from Jerusalem into the other surrounding countries. Um, but this commentator was saying a more accurate name for this book is the Acts of Jesus and the Holy Spirit because he's the one consistent character. We're seeing all these apostles, you know, being highlighted. And so I guess all that to say, <laughs> to boil it down to a choice is whether or not each one of us who do follow Jesus, are we one of many like these apostles who imperfectly but faithfully and committed and seriously following the acts of Jesus and the Holy Spirit, however he's directing that in our lives. And are we getting up one day after another saying, okay, today, Lord, your glory is more important than my circumstances. Amen. And whatever you put across my path today, may your spirit be in charge. May the life of Jesus be exemplified through me. May I love somebody else more than I love myself in this moment, just like Paul and Silas. They chose to love this jailer and his family more than themselves. I'm sure they would have loved to get the heck out of there. So I think for me, the choice is not so much to have an imperfect expectation of other believers or even of myself, but to have a resolved commitment within myself that every day is that opportunity to wake up and say, well, thank goodness today I'm waking up in my beautiful, you know, nice king size bed with all of my creature comforts around me. That's great, I guess. But um, I headed out the door into this world and I don't know what's going to be in my path today, but just to make that commitment myself. And for those of you who are listening to encourage you to make that commitment every day, Lord, your will be done today. And may I give you glory with how I'm living my life, with how I'm expressing who you are and the importance of, of who you are in my life. Amen. Yeah. I think having the opportunity to give yourself a minute to remember to give the day to him, to trust that whatever unfolds, he's going to be with you when you walk through it. Um, my choice comes on the heels of recognizing I have to choose to remember God's going to rescue me and that I might not be in jail, but that there is a fear or that there is an uncertainty, um, whether it's in a relationship or a job, but there's something that helps you get yourself back into that place of the prayers and the singing where regardless of the circumstance, am I trusting that Jesus is going to rescue me? And I had that chance, as you know, last week when it was pouring, pouring, pouring rain. And I was actually awake at 1.42 in the morning and just wondering how long this was going <laughs> to be raining and just hearing that snap, crackle, pop of the tree that fell. And I remember as I'm hearing that noise, just bracing myself, thinking, do I go to the floor? Do I, do I run to the middle of the house? Like, where what do I do as I'm trying to like a million miles an hour in my brain, <laughs> make a decision, where's the safest place? And then I just could hear that kind of the branches kind of uh, rebounding, but I didn't hear anything like on the house. So I was like, oh, okay, get up, go check. And, 
we praise God, you know, a gutter is demolished, but that that's pretty much it. Some fence work. But I'm checking on the neighbors, making sure people are okay. And I come back inside, my adrenaline is like through the roof. And now it's late and I still can't. I'm like, okay, now I'm going to try to go to sleep. But I have this fear, like there's something in me that's afraid because we have another tree in our backyard and just wondering, like, is it going to fall? If it falls, will it fall on my room? Will it fall? And I had to catch myself in the middle of that and just say, why aren't you singing? Like, why aren't you singing right now? Because that that has been on my mind this year. And so I love how kindly the Holy Spirit just kind of like held my face. It's like, hey, let's sing. <laughs> um, so, you know, of course, my favorite song you know, <laughs> that I love, give thanks to the Lord for his faithful love endures forever. And I just made the most childlike song I could out of that verse. I was able to rest because I could focus on what I knew was true, which was he will protect me. He'll keep me safe. Whether that tree falls or not is here nor there. Um, the fear that I was experiencing, the anxiety I was, I was experiencing really was to no point. It wasn't going to benefit me. So just being able to settle into that space and to choose to sing was a good thing. And yeah. so I'm remembering more and more, catching myself again, like on my way to work. Hey, it's been two miles. Why haven't you started singing? And just constantly putting my posture in that, those prayers and songs that he yeah. delights in those. So regardless of the circumstance. And so again, I, I would say my choice is I need to choose to remember that the Lord's going to rescue me. And my part in that process looks a little like Paul's there in that just singing songs and yeah. praying, letting that overcome me instead of the circumstance that I'm in the middle of. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have anything else you want to share, Crystal? Well, just as you're speaking, it's just reminding and convicting me too that every opportunity that we have now is important, but it's also training ground mm -hmm. for when the stakes are even higher. And so, I mean, Paul had a lot of training ground as far as being obedient, being yeah. <laughs> extreme suffering, extreme persecution, eventually put to death. But I think that the putting our flesh to death and that not letting circumstances override our peace, our joy, our hope, our confidence in Christ. I think all of that is developed in our lives as we practice it out on the day-to-day -day and not always just in huge, you know, life or death moments or life-altering moments. And so just even hearing you give that example is just one more reminder of God cares about all of it. He he wants to meet us right where we're at, which is put your faith and turn your eyes on me right now in the midst of this literal storm, wind and rain and trees falling that was happening throughout the neighborhood. And you did. You put your trust in him and he strengthened your relationship with him through that, strengthened your t trust, all those things. And just to what important training ground that is for us too, because we don't know. We don't know what may be asked of us as followers of Jesus yeah. later on. And I don't think we're going to be ready to fully embrace that if we can't do it here and now in the daily things that he has in front of us. Yeah. And I think, as you mentioned earlier, on the other side of that verse, we genuinely don't know what God's going to do with our circumstance yeah. and the fruit that could come of that. Yeah. 
that part gets me really excited. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Lord, for being our rescue. Yes. Would you like to close us in prayer, Crystal? Thank you. Lord, it just feels right that we should close in prayer and just lift your name high to give you glory that you deserve, Lord. You are the one true God, the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. You're almighty and holy and just. You're sovereign, Lord, and you're perfectly good and perfectly compassionate, full of truth, grace, and light. You hold the entire hope um, of all of us in your hands. You are the God who rescues. You've always been the God who rescues. You've rescued us in the past. You continue to rescue us. You continue to um, pursue and chase after others that need rescued as well. And so we just give you praise. We give you glory. We ask that you would help us to continually have your praise on our lips, your words in our mouth, your hope in our hearts, that we would not become foolish, that we would not become blind and distracted by the circumstances of this world or think those are the things that are most important. Um, but help us to remember our purpose, which is to be known by you, to be loved by you, to follow after you and to trust you and to give you glory, Lord. We love you so much. We just pray this in your name. Amen. Thank you for joining us for This One Thing with Carrie Kenyon Dern. Find all our episodes by clicking the podcast link located on our website at fetterfree.org.